Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin or on the Dynasty After Dark YouTube channel. And this week, I'm excited to bring you Not My Guys for 2022 and beyond. And this is, I'm just going to continue on the, the scorching hot takes of last week with the Joe Burrow as my Not My Guy quarterback for this year. And it's going to be another fan favorite at running back. But before I get into that, if you haven't yet, please go over to the YouTube channel, uh, follow, subscribe to it, leave a comment, leave a review, anything that you guys could give me for feedback. I do appreciate it. Um, I am trying to get better at this as well, and I know I'm not perfect. So anything that bugs you or you have some constructive criticism, please feel free to share it. Uh, and check out the other videos while you're over there. I have been putting out a lot of content this offseason. I think I've done about 45 episodes this summer alone. So I've been really cranking out the content and really trying to get it out there for you guys. So let me know over on YouTube uh, or on Twitter if you have any questions for Dynasty or if you have any feedback for me. Like I said, I'm here to help you guys. So anything that you guys had questions on, I'd like to know. So my running back for today, and like I said, I'm, I'm following on the hot, scorching hot take of Joe Burrow, but hopefully you go back and you listen to my Joe Burrow analysis and you, you appreciate what I'm trying to do with it more for this series because a lot of the times with fantasy football, it's a little bit of a gut feel. You know, you can find stats that prove almost anything for every single player and you can kind of talk yourself into every single player, you know, oh, the camp pipe on this player is looking good. And, oh, I found this one stat where this player is really, really good, but you know, he's bad in these other stats. So that's why stats kind of lie, but I am trying to bring a more analytical approach to the uh, reasons why I'm down on these players. It's not just because I don't want to be part of the cool crowd and like these guys. I don't want to be a contrarian necessarily with these guys. I do like Joe Burrow for real life football. I do like my running back, my wide receiver, my tight end prospect that I'm going to be laying out here. But for fantasy football, I just think that they're a trap. And I want you guys to be aware of that going into this season to maybe cash out while you still can. So my running back jumping into it is going to be Brees Hall with the New York Jets. 21 years old, 2022 Dynasty ADP of running back number seven overall as a rookie. And this is exactly why I'm out on Brees Hall. So let me break down a couple of nuggets of information for you based on last year with the New York Jets. So last year they had 380 total rushing attempts for the team. Michael Carter had 146 of those with 55 targets. Tevin Coleman followed that up with 84 rushing attempts last year, 61 for Ty Johnson, Zach Wilson at 29, and Austin Walter, whoever that is, with 26. So All in all, they had 380 rushing attempts last year, which is not very good. They were behind a lot, and it showed. Their defense was, like, I think it was the worst defense in the NFL last year. So they can only go up from there, right? But right now, as of right this moment, they are the 16th-ranked defense per PFF going into 2022. They've gotten better, but this is putting a lot of emphasis on the rookie picks that they got in this year's draft class. Sauce Gardner at the cornerback. Um, I forget the linebacker that they got later in the draft. I forget his name. Um, 
Jermaine Johnson, I think that's it. But they've added a lot of high-end rookie talent from the draft, but we know after only half of the first-round guys will hit. So it's very likely that one of those guys isn't going to hit right there. So if one of those rookies doesn't make an impact in year one, they could very easily finish as a 25 to 30th ranked defense yet again, which is kind of interesting. You know, they didn't add a ton in this offseason on the defensive side that I think can really propel them up into the top tier of defenses in the NFL. And if they're going to have a bad defense again, they're going to be behind again, and they're not going to be able to increase that rushing total that much. So that means that if they have a limited number of rushing attempts, that is going to really impact Brees Hall because Michael Carter so far, through all of training camp, uh, through all of the OTAs, through the preseason games, he's utilized more as a receiver. He runs more routes so far through all the camps than Brees Hall does. Looking at just the first two preseason games, and I know they're playing right now as I'm recording this, they're playing against Atlanta. But so far in week one, uh, all the starters played a little bit in that game. Uh, Michael Carter played with the number ones. Brees Hall came in a little bit with the number ones and then played a little bit with the number twos as well in terms of snaps. But Brees Hall through two games has not gotten a single target in the passing game. And that's what everyone is so hyped about Brees Hall for is because he is a very good pass catcher. And and this is not a hot take on Brees Hall. I love the talent of this guy, but you have to make a case to me to sell me on RB number seven overall, how he's going to justify that for fantasy football. Just loving the profile of the guy is not going to be enough. This team does not want to use one running back. It's a West Coast system that they're going to be using. It's a Kyle Shanahan disciple that is running the offense for this team. Uh, I mean, they got they got the former defensive coordinator as the head coach, uh, Sala. So they've brought in almost everybody from the Niners. They want to utilize multiple different guys in different roles. Michael Carter is the pass-catching guy for this team. Brees Hall is going to be the rusher, the primary rusher, and they're probably going to mix in a third, maybe even a fourth guy like I broke down earlier. Now, Michael Carter and Brees Hall might get the bulk of the carries, but you're like I said, you're going to have to make a case for me that why Michael Carter's uh, attempt total, 146 rushing attempts last year, 55 targets, why is that going to go down? I love Brees Hall, the talent, but he's not good enough to completely disregard Michael Carter in this coaching staff's mind because that's just not how the coaching staff operates then you look at it you could inherit about 55 targets from ty johnson if if um they really wanted to from last year but in reality i they have not used him in that role i think that they're trying to get Brees hall more in line with the pass blocking and i know he's good at it in college but again it's a whole different ball game when you're coming over to the nfl so i know that we like Brees hall i get it the athletic profile he's jonathan taylor he's a physical freak of nature, very productive at Iowa State, uh, Iowa, Iowa State, uh, wherever you went to college there, but he was extremely productive as well. But we just need something to prove to me why he's going to be very good for fantasy football. Now, if he's going to be utilized mostly in the rushing game, here's the biggest damper with 
Brees Hall and the New York Jets going into the season. Right now, per PFF, they have the 13th ranked offensive line headed into the 2022 season. That is including Miki Becton, the left tackle who is currently injured, and I don't know when he's coming back. He might not come back. Um, I don't know if they've fully disclosed the injury that he's suffering, but rumors are that he's not coming back until like maybe week six, week seven, maybe even later. So you couple in the fact that they could have a very bad defense yet again with a not great offensive line yet again. There's just not going to be a lot of room for running the ball on this team. You couple in the fact that they're in the AFC. AFC has very good defenses, very good offenses, and if they are getting blown out every single week, again, that just couples with the fact that they're not going to have a a lot of rushing attempts on the ground. Now, you couple in the fact that you could get 55 targets from Ty Johnson. Again, I don't see very many targets coming away from Michael Carter, the 55 that he got last year. So if Brees Hall finishes this season with 165, 180 rushing attempts and 50 targets, That is not even close to justifying RB number seven at all, overall. Now, you could say, okay, this is dynasty. We're looking long-term. But again, he's with the Jets for four years. They're never going to do it. I'm telling you now, he's going to have weeks where he's going to be very good. But a full season long of relying on Brees Hall is going to burn a lot of people. And you look at it as well. So I'm talking about the passing usage for Brees Hall. If they potentially use him in that role. I am not sold that they're going to use him because they have guys like Michael Carter. They have guys like Ty Johnson, who is a decent pass catching running back. He's not the greatest. He's not a good talent. Brees Hall's better than him for sure. But if Brees Hall does work his way into the passing game for this team, he's always going to be limited by the offensive weapons. They added Garrett Wilson. They added CJ Uzama. They added Tyler Conklin. These are all great pass catching weapons for Zach Wilson. They've got Corey Davis. They've got Elijah Moore. It's a very, very loaded offense in the passing game. And I just don't think there's going to be enough for the running backs. And again, looking at San Francisco, they barely ever target the running backs over there unless it's one guy. And I think Michael Carter is going to be that guy. I think Garrett Wilson is going to siphon off a lot of targets away from the running backs. I think that the tight ends are going to siphon off a lot of targets away from the running backs. So I think with all of these pass catching options, if you're relying solely on explosiveness with Brees Hall, the guy definitely has it. But in terms of production and what was is realistic for him on 180 carries, let's say he averages a really good pace of five yards a carry. That's only about what is that? Uh, you know how it's 900 yards on the ground. That's not enough. It's not going to be enough for fantasy football. And again, I am not sold that you're going to be able to rely on on him next year because let's say they fix the offensive line next year. Let's say they fix the defense next year and it's going to be a great team. Michael Carter is still good enough on this team to be a definite piece in the offense with Brees Hall. They're never going to give Brees Hall workhorse running back um, just status for this team. It's just not what they do, not what they're used to with this coaching staff. So again, you're going to have to show me something to sell me on that for me to buy in because RB number seven, that to me just screams sell, 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 because you're going to be able to not count on him as a rookie for fantasy football. You're going to be able to get a massive haul back for Brees Hall right now 
in uh, in a trade if you were to try and trade him away in your rookie leagues. And I just think that it's way more valuable to your team to compete this year to get a package of players for Brees Hall. So that's my opinion on Brees Hall. Like I said, I'm trying to add a little bit more analytical breakdown for these players this week because I don't want to just be hot taking. I'm not coming at it because I just don't like Brees Hall. I want to love Brees Hall, but I cannot just buy in. I'm not going to be a sheep and just buy in because the community says so. You're going to have to show me something to prove to me that it's a reliable number to justify number seven overall. Again, that's just entirely too high for a rookie running back. I know that he's got a great talent and I know that he's a very explosive player, but it's a loaded offense with not a great offensive line, not a great defense. And again, it's just going to be a rough rookie year, a coaching staff that's not going to ever give him a full uh, full workhorse role in this team. So I am more than happy to justify this and, and revisit this after 2022, after 2023. I'm going to be keeping track of my my guys, or not my guys, here for the next couple of years. And I'm going to revisit them because a lot of guys will throw this out there and they're going to say, oh, I never said that. Or, oh, you know, I, my, my opinion changed. I'm going to stand by my opinion here until I'm proven wrong. And I'm going to admit, if I'm proven wrong, that I was wrong. I'm not going to shy away from it. I'm not going to disappear on this take. I'm going to stand behind it. And until I get proven wrong, I'm going to say it. But again, if I get proven wrong, I'm going to come on here and I'm going to apologize and say I was wrong. But, you know... I just got to just go with my gut and what the stats are telling me. And that is Brees Hall is a massive sell in Dynasty right now. So that's my thoughts. Not my guy for this year is going to be Brees Hall. Let me know what your thoughts are again over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. Follow me on the Dynasty After Dark YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for listening and good night.